0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Duncan Small Town Podcast. Today's episode is probably going to be the most ironic episode that I will ever do, and it has it's because it's about motivation. Now, it's ironic because it's taking me about a year to get up and do another episode of this podcast because I just haven't had the motivation to do it and so i thought why not start here figure out what's stopping me from doing this podcast which is something that i love and see if i can get back into it so here we are with another episode so to start today i want to start with goals we all have goals every single one of us we want to lose weight We want to get a better job. We want to get our education, maybe get a degree or certification. We want to have a family. There are all kinds of worthy goals out there. And a lot of times, we have many goals. And these goals tend to weigh us down when we're not actively working on them. They tend to be just something in the back of our minds constantly nagging at us, reminding us that we're not good enough or we can't do this. And eventually, these goals, these worthy goals, end up becoming like a mountain that may seem impossible to climb. Now, while you're listening to this podcast, I want you to think about one of your worthy goals. It could be something small like get up and clean the house, or it can be quite large and life-changing, like moving out on your own or getting a job or getting a new job. As we talk about some of the reasons that keep us from working towards our goals and move on into the strategies that I'm going to give you to help get you motivated and to get you actively working on these goals, I want you to keep that specific goal in mind. And maybe you can start to apply some of these right now during this podcast. So what is stopping us from starting towards our goals? One of the biggest things is mental resistance. Mental resistance is the fear that's associated with even beginning down the path that fear is associated usually with feelings of discomfort feelings of the unknown and oftentimes we associate our failures or our previous failures with this and mental resistance builds over the years as we put off our goals or as we give kind of a half effort into our goals the mental resistance starts to build and this this molehill that we once had becomes somewhat of a mountain. I know that one problem that I have constantly with my fear of getting started is this idea that I have to get it right. I have to get it perfect on the first draft. And that's rarely, if never, the case. Um, I have a really hard time starting my degree, uh, my, my schoolwork papers, because I want to just sit down and do it all in one sitting and have it be perfect exactly the way I want it the first time. And so I put it off because I'm afraid to be wrong. I'm scared to fail. And we do that a lot of times with our life goals where where we have no deadlines. and, And those can become deadly because we have no set deadlines. We have no one pressuring us to get these things done. And we have no one to keep us accountable to these ambiguous goals that are just out there. You know, something that we may do sometime in the future. And those can be really dangerous, but they eat away at us slowly. Especially if it's a large goal that you've been putting off year after year. You may be a little bit of afraid of taking that first step. But the thing that you and I have to understand is that in order to overcome that mental resistance, we have to have a little bit of faith. We have to just believe that there is a possibility of success just beyond the horizon. Maybe we can't see the full picture right now, but we have to have just an idea in our minds. And we have to take that first step. Another reason not to start is what I call a slump. And so there are a lot of little things that lead to a motivational slump. For example, skipping a workout or deciding that you're not going to eat healthy today. And it's just these seemingly simple and unimportant decisions that slowly erode your motivation and lead to what we call a slump. A little bit of rationalization today is going to kill your motivation tomorrow. So think about that every time that you have a decision to make. The thing that separates success from failure is the intentional small choice to do something towards your goal right now. And that starts with a single step. Another trap that we fall into oftentimes is falling into our same old routines. More often than not, achieving our goals requires us to change our habits, to change our behaviors, to change our thinking patterns, And sometimes we completely change our lives in order to help us achieve these goals. But we always, always, always will have those pulls to come back to the old way of doing things, to go back to the familiar, to go back to the comfortable. And we have to ignore those pulls. We can't fall back into that trap. Because in the case of goals and achieving them, comfort is our enemy. We cannot seek, we cannot achieve our goals and be comfortable. It's just not going to happen. We've got to seek discomfort. We've got to experience new things. That's how we grow. That's how we learn. That's how we achieve. We have to step outside of our comfort zone. And so if you find yourself being pulled back into those old ways, you've got to fight it and you've got to make those small choices. All right. So if you're like me, you've got your goal in mind and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, all right, Jared, I've got the mental resistance. I'm in that slump. Now, what do I do about it? How the heck do I get out of this? How the heck do I overcome that mental barrier that's stopping me from doing this? Where do I go? Where do I even begin? And the first strategy that I'm going to give you is probably the simplest and most straightforward. And I can almost hear Shia LaBeouf screaming in the background at me to just do it, just do it. And that's the answer. Um, If we look at any project, any goal, any great accomplishment has always started with something, just do something. You've got a lot of negative feelings towards this. We've got negative emotions. Just put them aside and simply start. I'm going to give you two famous quotes. The first one is the journey of a thousand thousand miles begins with a single step. And the second one was by Mark Twain. He said the secret of getting ahead is just getting started. And that really is the secret. The difference between you being successful tomorrow and you being right where you're at tomorrow is simply getting started. The next strategy is going to be more of a combination of strategies. It's going to be to focus on the small tasks in order to gain small victories. Now, that can be done usually if we've got one large goal, we can usually break that down into smaller goals, and they're more bite-sized and achievable. And our brains are wired to work for things that we know that we can do. And if we take a look at the big picture, a lot of times we get overwhelmed, and our brains don't want to work for us because that's it's just too much. But if we look at a small individual goal, something that we can do in 10-15 minutes, that's achievable. Our brains know, Hey, we can do that. And so if you do it, your brain sends the chemicals for joy and happiness. And you feel that sense of accomplishment, that sense of achievement, and you want to do it again. It's like getting a cookie, but from your brain. And every time you do something small, every time you gain a small victory, you get a little cookie. And so your brain remembers that and it thinks, okay, let's do that again. That felt really good. And so through a course of setting and achieving small goals, we gradually start to accomplish our larger goal. And this can be a very effective strategy for accomplishing large goals. Remember, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time and put some hot sauce on it. Our third strategy is very effective for toddlers and adults. And that's to use a timer. If you're having trouble just getting started, take one of those small bite-sized manageable tasks that we just talked about and set yourself a 10 minute timer. If you can't do 10 minutes, do five minutes. If you can't do five minutes, do two minutes. Remember, just do something. Gain one of those small victories by using a timer. If you know that you have only 10 minutes to do something, you're going to be more motivated. I'm way more motivated to finish my school papers when I know that it's due at midnight tonight, as opposed to the week prior, knowing that I have a full week to do it. If you set yourself a timer, you have your own mental deadline, and you know that you need to get this done in the amount of time. Our fourth strategy is to declutter. And we have two types of decluttering. We have mental decluttering and we have physical decluttering. Now, as far as mental decluttering goes, empty your mind. Do the best you can to just get everything else out of your head. If you're like me, you have a hundred different goals and a bunch of things that you know you have to get done, small and large, that are just weighing you down and preventing you from doing anything. You oftentimes end up in this paralyzed state where you're too scared to fail so you don't do anything and then you get nothing done. And that's how we get into our slump. So declutter your mind. If you've got to pick up yoga to do that, do it. If you've got to stretch, go for a walk, do something physical, do it. But empty your mind of everything except for what you know you have to do that small manageable thing now for physical decluttering you'd be surprised how much more effectively you can work in a clean workspace now we can be it can be decluttering your room it can be decluttering your desk or decluttering your desktop background but If you have a clean workspace, you will be less distracted. It's one less thing that you will have to do, and you'll be more focused on what your task is. Now, be careful here because oftentimes cleaning up is just one of those additional goals that we have, and we end up procrastinating doing what we know we should be doing, thinking that we have to clean the fridge out or scrub the baseboards or something that really doesn't need to be done. What I'm saying here is have a clear workspace and remove all possible distractions. Do not open YouTube. Do not open Facebook. Put your phone on silent. Declutter and remove all distractions. If you can do this, you can succeed in your small manageable task. Our fifth strategy is to find a mantra now a mantra is a saying or a phrase that people can repeat to themselves to remind them of who they are what they stand for or what they want to achieve a mantra doesn't have to be a big long poem or epic that you have to memorize it just needs to be something that gets you excited it gets you motivated again it gets you thinking the way that you're supposed to be thinking You have to know that anytime you have a goal, you're going to have those pulls back towards your same old ways of thinking. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel a little lazy. You're going to want to slack off. Those are natural and those are normal responses to having a, a big task to accomplish. And we can't We can't be naive and think that we're just never going to feel these things. We have to expect that we're going to feel these things. We're going to feel negative emotions. And when those come, we need to be able to combat those feelings with a few words that remind us what matters most to us and help get you motivated to take action and do what you want to do. A couple of examples like wayne gretzky's you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take wayne gretzky michael scott the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step that's the famous parable i am the master of my own destiny and i can accept failure but i cannot accept not trying that one was michael jordan it doesn't matter what your mantra is if your mantra gets you excited it gets you motivated It gets you in the right headspace. Say it again and again and again. Have it ready, on tap, for when you start feeling tired, for when you start slowing down, when you feel like, "Uh, I can maybe do this tomorrow. Think about your mantra. Your mantra will save you. Our sixth strategy can be a little bit contradictory, and it is to listen to the winners and not the whiners. Now, you may or may not have heard the saying that you are the sum of the five people closest to you. But I can tell you just from personal experience that this is absolutely true. We have to be careful who our friends are. We have to be careful who we surround ourselves with. Because we will always, inevitably, and unconsciously become like them. We recognize the traits and behaviors that other people constantly demonstrate if other people are lazy, if other people are unmotivated, that stuff is contagious, and we will inevitably pick it up if we are surrounded by it all the time. And it's unconscious. We have no choice over that. If you are constantly surrounded by people who like to vent, and trust me, I like to vent. There's nothing wrong with venting. It's normal, and we need to do it sometimes. But there's a big difference between venting and becoming a victim of your circumstances and you may or may not know somebody who's like that who's always been a victim of their own circumstances that kind of behavior it it pushes us to justify our own behavior it pushes us to to justify us not doing anything because no matter what we're just going to end up failing as a result of our circumstances, it's completely without our control. If you think like that, you will fail because you won't even try. Contrarily, if you surround yourself with people who are motivated, with people who are constantly pushing their limits, people who are determined to grow and succeed no matter what life throws at them, and who, yeah, they get knocked down sometimes, but they always get back up and they're willing to pick you up too. Surround yourself with those kinds of people because motivation is contagious. If you're around these types of people, you will engage in those same exact behaviors unconsciously and effortlessly. It's not up to you that you pick up on these behaviors. And like I said, When you surround yourself with motivated people, you become motivated, period. It's contagious. It's like a virus. And if you surround yourself with people who are unmotivated, you will become unmotivated. That means you may have to have some uncomfortable conversations with friends or even some family. If they are dragging you down, like lobsters drag each other down, anytime one of them is even close to climbing over and escaping the tank. They grab each other by the tail and drag each other down. They can't help it. It's in their nature. But you have a choice. Are you going to stay in the lobster tank? Or are you going to move on? Are you going to surround yourself with lobsters? Or are you going to surround yourself with winners? That's a choice that you have to consciously make. Because if you do, if you surround yourself with the right people, they will help continue to motivate you. They will help continue to push you. And it's way more fun accomplishing goals as a group with other people, with teammates, people cheering you on as opposed to doing it yourself with people who are constantly sapping your energy and and subconsciously telling you that you can never do it because they could never do it. And you have to fight that urge to justify constantly when you're around those people. And, I mean, you can justify you know there's there's plenty of there's plenty of reasons not to keep going and you can hold on to that like a little trophy but at the end of at the end of it all at the end of your life are you going to be satisfied with that trophy that you said um yeah i could have done that but my circumstances were a little bit too hard or do you want to say that you actually did it you actually succeeded that despite your circumstances you did it which brings us into our seventh and final strategy, which is to determine the risk of what you stand to lose or gain by not changing. So think about that long and hard. Think about that every time that you're tempted not to do something that you know you should be doing. What do you stand to lose or what do you stand to gain? I was having a conversation with my sister and she was explaining to me that she hated her job and she's been there so many years and she just doesn't have the proper education to do that job. She feels out of place and she has tried school before. And she ended up dropping out because life circumstances, they were just too difficult for her. And throughout our discussion, I ended up telling her basically this strategy. You need to look at five years from now or even 10 years from now. Do you want to be stuck in this same spot 10 years from now? And I am proud to report that she did start school again. And she is going to graduate with her bachelor's degree. And I'm very proud of you, sis. If you're listening right now, awesome job. I'm super proud of you. And call me if you ever feel low or like you can't do it because you are going to have those hard times where you're questioning whether or not it's worth it. But you call me. I'm one of your motivators. I'm one of your winners. I'm in your corner, and I will motivate the heck out of you to get you through that assignment or whatever you need. Um, but at the end of the day, five years from now, ten years from now, do you want to be stuck in this same spot? Because the 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 one thing that's going to make the difference between you being where you want to be in 10 years and you being in the same place that you are right now doing the same things, having the same weight of the same goals that are constantly pressing down on you, making you miserable is that small little something that you need to do right now to change it. So think about that. That's the end of my strategies for helping get you motivated but in conclusion i just want to give you a few closing thoughts about motivation the first one is meant to help you change the way maybe you define motivation or the way that you think about motivation typically we think of motivation uh, well we think of either being motivated or unmotivated like a yes or a no, or like a, an on switch or an off switch. And it's really not like that. I mean, we're not all 100% motivated all the time or just completely unmotivated. It's kind of a, a spectrum. And it's more like a flow. And I think that's how we should think of it. In order to feel motivated, we just need to to make a small change and we need to get into that workflow. I don't know if you've you're like me but when I'm in the zone and I'm getting stuff done, I call that my workflow and I can I can just feel it. Things just flow more naturally. Now, getting started is extremely difficult and once I've taken a break, getting back into it can be extremely difficult. But that that flow is what we're what we're seeking and we can have a flow from day to day and it doesn't need to be like a raging rapids flow of motivation all the time it just can it needs to be small and sustainable change that we make every single day like like breaking our goals up into those small bite-sized things that we talked about and if we think about motivation more like that then we won't be so hard on ourselves whenever we're not necessarily as motivated as we were maybe three weeks ago when we signed up for the course or what have you another thing to consider is passion passion plays a huge part in motivation if you can find something that you're passionate about and set goals that align with your personal passions Then you will be far more motivated as opposed to goals that you set when you're doing something that you hate like if you're in a soul-crushing grind of a job that you just can't stand year after year there's no way that you're going to be able to set achievable goals and stay motivated to do those things that you need to do they should be things that you want to do and so Finding those things that you're passionate about can help stoke the fire of your motivation and keep you motivated over the long term. We call those passion projects. And the final thing that I wanna talk about is that motivation is is kind of like a snowball effect. It starts off really small and really slowly, but as we push that snowball down the hill of motivation we become more motivated and as we look back at our accomplishments and we see that we have some success under our belt we start to crave more success as we surround ourselves with other people who want success and who are craving success we want even more success and we become more and more motivated and it becomes like this big snowball rolling down the hill and we start to gain this momentum and the momentum can either be in the positive direction or it can be in the negative direction, right? If we let that snowball slowly start to melt or to slow down, we start to lose momentum and eventually we've gotta start all the way back over again. If we're in that slump, you've gotta start pushing that snowball. But motivation is contagious and it does get easier. The hardest part is just taking that first step. Anyways, I hope this was helpful for you guys. I know it's been really helpful for me. Thanks for listening. And if you liked today's episode, feel free to subscribe. Um, I've set myself a small manageable goal of setting out a new episode next week. And I can do that. So make sure you don't miss it. And I'll see you guys next time. Thanks.